ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. Just wanted to remind you guys that after next week's episode, we will be taking a two-week break in between seasons. And don't forget to send in any funny Greek life stories you have or any college-related stories in general to abcs of greek at gmail.com shout out to feedback seven three eight eight three six two seven two for a really nice five star review thank you so much uh the name rolls off the tongue just like the review please don't forget to rate review and subscribe um it really helps us out and we love reading them Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 22, Spring Broke. And this is the final episode of Season 1. The original air date was June 9th, 2008. And the IMDb summary is, While the students enjoy spring break on the beach, Rusty returns to school and reunites with his old friends. The episode was directed by Michael Lang, and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Carter Covington. So this is the last episode of the first season, and we start by seeing Rusty pack for spring break. And in his, in his bag, in his luggage for Myrtle Beach, is a pamphlet or book type thing titled Myrtle Beach. And we find out that Dale will not be going to Myrtle Beach with the rest of CRU. At first, I thought he was going to say that he was going. I know. It kind of like seemed like he would want to like go into the warm weather or something. But in fact, he will be going turkey hunting with his family. Well, because Rusty says, do you want to take a trip to warmer weather? And he says as if it ever really gets that cold here. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I, I know. Put that, I put that down. Another Another wink to the um, very warm climate in Ohio. And he's, Dale is kind of warning Rusty on the dangers of spring break yet again. And Rusty says, oh, but you're choosing to ignore the dangers of hunting? And that, yes, he is. I'm not a hunter. I do think hunting turkeys is probably less dangerous than a rowdy spring break. Yeah, you know, I would say risk probably about the same. Guns. I guess. Frat bros. But yeah. just Dale and his parents? Right. <laughs> I think there was other fam. I think, did he say it was like a family reunion? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I think it's just his parents. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I also feel like for spring break, I feel like it's pretty, con- it's pretty understandable to like not want to just hang out with people from college, you know? Because you're... You're taking a break, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in spring. In yeah. spring. So at the ZBZ house, Casey is just so excited to not have her presidential duties for a week. And she's kind of rallying all the girls to get out of their house as fast as they can. She's counting down. She has a whistle around her neck. And Ashley has so many bags. And she's crediting her her credit card, Teresa the Visa. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Casey has packed very light. Like, she's just, like, easy breezy Casey this whole episode. Like she's a cover girl. She's really going to have just, like, a light, airy spring break moment. 
and she said she's ready to flirt with guys and check things off her spring break checklist and then she blows the whistle again and she kicks everybody out of the house and as everyone's running out the door she rips off her little like zip up hoodie (laughs) and is in her bikini running out the door with her whistle like full Baywatch yeah and wasn't the list from freshman year like didn't she say like I found this in my towel or something oh I didn't catch that but I think you're right yeah she said it yeah it was from their first spring break yeah and it's really cute. cute also like she packed really light like when she whips out her bag it's like a small like Vera Bradley yeah. Oh my gosh, those Vera Bradleys. What is her pattern? And she's saying she's leaving her literal and figurative baggage behind. No ex-boyfriends, <laughs> no ZDZ business, and no worrying about the future. And like no actual baggage for her trip. And no baggage. <laughs> well, she probably figures she can just borrow from Ashley, who has brought every department store in the state of Ohio with her. I don't know how it's going to fit into Casey's Prius or whatever transportation they took there. There, the leftover items on the list, though, mm. are play a drinking game, entering a contest, and skinny dipping. Those are the only three she has left? Yeah. I think so, because haven't they been doing it? They've been doing it every year, right? Or at least freshman year when she made the yeah. list. Okay, yeah. interesting. I totally missed that. Thank you, guys. And so then we see a very different exodus of the CRU campus and it's the KTs and they're piling into what I can only assume is a condemned school bus and Rusty loves the bus oh my god in such an annoying way (laughs) I know it's like like he's like a kid at like Disneyland and yeah he thinks it's so cool like he thinks he's finally part of the cool guys he literally just goes I love this bus He's so annoying. <laughs> I think we're at the point in this season where we need a spring break from Rusty. I do so everything that he's him. doing is making us annoyed. Because realistically, I don't know how annoying that would be to anyone else. But I did also find it disturbing in it's, some way. It's too earnest. It was too yeah. earnest. It was too pure. I wanted some it's cynicism. <laughs> Um, but then Cappy is explaining like the rules of the bus to everyone and he says that they only stop for gas and then he holds up like a giant water bottle like insinuating that they'll be peeing in that if they have to go and Rusty thinks that's also cool he's like oh yeah <laughs> ew <laughs> he's like gripping onto the empty milk gallon cheesing from ear to ear and in the back Beaver is <laughs> loading up the back of the bus which is bursting at the seams and he can't get the keg in like he keeps trying to put the keg in the back of the bus and it's not fitting, so instead of leaving the keg, he just pulls out like a couple random suitcases and shoves the keg in and then runs to catch up with the bus, which will barely start, by the way. It like barely gets off the ground, and then he runs to get on. Well, they've been using it for, drumroll please, 32 years. Yeah, at first I thought <laughs> the bus wasn't going to work, and I was like a little annoyed because I was like, this feels like a trope. You know? Right. Like, everyone's ready to go and it doesn't work. But I was like, the Capitals are going to make this work. All of a sudden, this is the first trope we've ever seen. (laughs) And so Ashley and Casey show up to their hotel, which is giving, um, you know, wait, what's that restaurant that's like, they don't exist? Rainforest Cafe. Oh. They're going to say the Olive Garden. Yeah, it's like it's called. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving Rainforest Cafe, at least the lobby. Like, it's looking very wannabe tropical, despite being in Myrtle Beach. 
And um, Casey is like, okay, we have the reservations under ZBZ. It's supposed to be for five rooms. And the lady working the front desk is like, no, you only have two rooms. So then Ashley goes, oh, it's fine. I'll just put the other three on my card. But the hotel is completely booked, so she doesn't even get the chance to rack up more credit and points. And the person working at the reception, I forget her name, but she's in Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah. she is. She's, like, really famous now. Yeah, she's the um, woman who plays, like, the rich wife who says that she hasn't <laughs> kissed her husband in, like, yeah. what, five years, but they have sex every night. Yeah, she <laughs> is so funny. And she, she, yeah, she has that one line where she's like, I found a blanket, yes. and I, like, or it in half it's or something. snapped in half. Yeah, it snapped in half. <laughs> yeah. And so then Rebecca appears, and they've already, her and Mandy and the other pledges have been at Yacht, uh, what is it? Yacht, yacht House. Yacht House. Yacht House. That sounds like a frat party name. Sounds like, like the Yard a House. A themed party. Oh, the Yard House. <laughs> I love the Yard House. You gotta get down there. And they they look well rested. They look rejuvenated. They look spring break. Like resort sheet. Mm-hmm. And we find out that they flew there on Rebecca's dad's jet, mm-hmm. and they have an entire floor to themselves just for the pledges. And Casey is like, "Oh well, would you be willing to share with your other sisters?" And she's like, "No, this is really pledge bonding, and including actives would mess with the dynamic." In fairness, if I was Rebecca and I had been having this beef with Casey all year, I wouldn't want them in my room either. Yeah. Because yeah. it is their spring break. I think I'd offer to have the other active members probably and not Casey. I don't know. Well, it's hard when she's the one asking. Yeah. And I feel like it's pretty clear here that like she she's only asking because like they're at a disadvantage right now. You know, like it doesn't, mm. it's not... It's pretty obvious to Rebecca. Rebecca's smart. Well, you don't think that it would go both ways. Like, you don't think if Casey had the whole floor, she would let Rebecca stay. Oh, I don't think so. She might. I don't know. Casey's, like, a bit more generous. She's a little more mature. And she's easy breezy Casey this trip. She's going with the flow. She takes it. I mean, she's got a bit of an eye twitch, but she's like, okay, that's fine. She takes it in stride. I mean, she only packed, like, a really small, like duffel bag she could just like be camping on the beach <laughs> well we find out later she sleeps in the bathtub so yeah. and then we see the kt hotel oh, so which spooky. looks like a horror film set it's so scary and there's like a loud noise that goes off and the guys are hoping it's a car backfire and not like a gunshot slash firework of some kind and <laughs> rusty can't find his bag good because beaver left it out <laughs> I know. I'm honestly glad that Rusty's fell. You know, you guys, you guys are rooting so hard for his downfall. He needs repercussions. He does. Nothing seems to put him in check. I know. Nothing checks him. I know. So then we see Ashley just like fully decked out at the Myrtle Beach bars, and is this when? Oh, this is when like this random hawk guy kind of steps on her foot. Yes, because mm-hmm. she's, like, bringing a beer over to Casey, I think. Yeah, she has two beers in her hand, and he steps on her, and he apologizes by opening the beers with the bottle opener on the bottom of his flip-flops. And I remember these flip-flops. They were Reef. Oh, were they brand. real? 
Yes, this was a real thing. They oh were everywhere. On the, on the Jersey Shore, you could not go into a surf shop without seeing the bottle opener flip-flops. Oh. I'd rather die <laughs> than drink from a bottle of beer that a random man opened with the sole of his <laughs> shoe. I know. I was confused. Like, I, it all happened so fast. I was like, what? Did he just use a flip-flop to open it? I didn't realize there was actually, like, a bottle opener. Yeah. And also, why wouldn't they be open if you got them from the bar? That's a good point. I've never gotten a closed beer. Like, the, the bartender, their job is to open the beer for Oh, my God. Like, I'd conspiracy. Be, maybe it was, like, a cooler. I don't know. Knowing Ashley, she bought it with her credit card. Or it was a twist off, and this guy was just trying to, like... Impress her. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of hot. And then he kind of walks away, and immediately Ashley is just so enamored with him. And she, Not before she tells him she's single. Yeah, how did... I don't even know how she slips that in there. She, was, yeah. she just says, as, as an FYI. Because he goes double fisting, and she goes, no... Uh, I'm single. I'm very single or something like that. Yeah. She makes it clear it's not for a guy. And then she finds Casey and tells her that a hot guy opened their beers with his shoe. And Casey immediately passes the beer off to some random person that walks by and says hi to her. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, she's like, oh. She takes one half sip and she's like, oh. Uh, And then someone's like, hey, Casey. And she just hands them her beer. <laughs> I did notice that. I didn't realize, but I, now that I'm thinking about it, it was probably intentional. She's probably, like, gross. She was disgusted. And Ashley starts calling this guy the hotness monster, like the Loch Ness monster, because he just disappears. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh, this is our first sighting of Evan all spring break. And he's still wearing a button-down on the, on the Myrtle Beach beach <laughs> this yeah, man take the international this man is still business cash <laughs> i mean there's a couple buttons like all like unbuttoned but he is like he could go into a boardroom at any minute well, he might have to he, yeah he just might and he sees casey and they make eye contact and she walks away in a huff and that's when franny approaches and she looks really good she looks yeah. so good in this episode. Unfortunately, Franny looks amazing this entire episode. Yeah, in her red bikini. She also just looks so effortlessly, like, cool. Like, she she looks so, like, just calm and, like, ethereal. She is hanging out by herself the entire episode. I, yes, every time like, we see her, she's alone. Yeah. She's not even talking to Casey. She's, li- I like, she's skulking in the shadows for her Evan Chambers moments. But, like, she's somehow pulling it off. Like, he thinks it's, like... Not intentional. I know. I was like, who is she? Because there are some scenes where she's surrounded by, like, extras, but you can tell they're not, like, interacting with her. No. Right. And all she does is deliver him a drink and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and and Calvin is, like, seeing this and literally pulls Evan away. Like, he's seeing, like, the sparks fly between Franny and Evan. And, he, like all of us, Calvin is like, get the fuck out of this situation. Yeah. This can only end terribly. So then Rebecca goes up to Cappy. They're all still at this, like, outdoor bar. And Rebecca goes up to Cappy and invites him to take the jet home with her. And she's wearing the cutest little outfit. Oh, my gosh. It's like a almost, like, 60s, like, halter dress. And it's blue with a matching headband. And she looks so cute. Cute. She does also look really good good this episode. good fashion this episode, for sure. Yeah. And... She wants Cappy to, like, go take a walk with her on the beach. And he's like, no, I need to go get the $5 bottomless beers. 
And he's saying that spring break is supposed to be rowdy, not romantic. Like, they're clearly having some tension over their ideas of spring break. Like, she wants this as, like, some time a romantic getaway with him, and he's like, this is about the bros. Yeah, and she's literally just, like, a walk. And it takes way too long to convince him. I'd be pissed, but I'm also sensitive. No, I mean, I'd be pissed for a lot of reasons. Doesn't she approach him? Oh, no, this is right after. So she goes to get a jacket, and he's going to go get a beer. And that's when he runs into Casey, who gives him a beer that she's holding. And she's talking about her spring break list. And he's like, oh, are you going to pierce your belly button again? And it's, like, very flirty. And that's when Rebecca approaches and, like, wait. You're missing the worst comment. Oh. Which she says she's about to go play a drinking game to which she invites him to. And he goes, with your gag reflex? <gasps> wow, I did not even catch that. I didn't that. catch that either. I was so focused on the fact they were having incredibly flirty banter. And she was, like, giving him shit for going to take a walk on the beach with Rebecca. I know. She's kind of teasing him about it. And... I mean, I guess she maybe is, like, also kind of mad at Rebecca still. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't fault Casey for her behavior towards Cappy that much. Like... No. I mean, it's not cool, but, like, her and Rebecca are far from friends. If anything, I fault Cappy for, like, seemingly engaging with it and clearly not taking Rebecca's side. Especially after he wouldn't answer (laughs) if he would save... Rebecca or Casey from drowning. No, exactly. And so that was in the back of my head this entire scene. And it was clearly in the back of my head. My stomach just dropped thinking about that. That's a horrible thing for your boyfriend to say. Horrific. And so then Rebecca walks up and like they're talking and she's clearly upset, as anyone would be. Like there is so obviously chemistry between the two of them, and it's just like it feels like Cappy keeps throwing it in her face. Yeah. I know she's, and like she's catching them at the worst moments. Like they're like hovered together closely, like over a beer laughing. I mean, I guess you have to think too, like if my boyfriend or my partner or whatever heard my conversation with my ex, would they be okay with it? And the answer is absolutely not. Not with your gag reflex or, oh, are you going to pierce your belly button again? Like, stop. And then Casey looks at her and says, enjoy your walk. I would have lost Uh, my mind. Yeah. Honestly, Rebecca's showing an immense amount of restraint. But I would have lost it at Cappy. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, so you just went and, like, like, told her that it's so lame that your girlfriend wants to go on a walk on the beach with you? Exactly. Exactly. And so then, like, we kind of skip a little bit, and we're seeing the pledges of KT in line to use their IDs. And they're all really nervous. They're practicing, you know, Frank Franklin, a.k.a. Ben Bennett, is trying to get all these things right. And as they're, like, moving up in line, either the real Chad Stewart or another fake Chad Stewart gets into the It's the real Chad Stewart because the doctor goes, Chad Stewart, the musician. Right. Yeah. So he knows him. He, re- he like, recognizes him. Yeah. So he goes into the club. Because I also was like, oh, maybe it's someone else who has another Chad Stewart ID and, like, is also faking being the musician like Rusty did. But it's probably just the real Chad Stewart who also happens to be in Myrtle Beach. For spring break, performing Hunter's Heart. So then Rusty's like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel and rest up. 
and he's wearing, because <laughs> he has no clothes, he's wearing this, like, sherbet-colored Myrtle Beach sweatshirt. I know. That's and it so reminds dumb. me of a time that my brother came to visit me at college with my parents, and he was really cold and didn't bring a sweatshirt, and he had to buy this Manhattan Beach sweatshirt <laughs> that looked, I'm not kidding you, exactly like that, but it was navy blue, but it had the same print and everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's cute, But though. he still has it, so <laughs> it worked out. Um, and so as he's like leaving the line, he passes Calvin and it's still so icy between them. I didn't realize that this feud was still going on. I didn't either. I said, wait, they're still fighting. I third that. I was like, what? Why didn't they say hi to each other? I was so lost. Acknowledge each other. Because that was a couple episodes ago that, that like, they're mad about the prank, about the pranks between KT and Omega Kai. That feels so long ago now. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So I didn't even pick up on the fact that they haven't been in any scenes together, really. They haven't really talked. We've only been seeing Calvin and Ashley, or Calvin and Evan. Or Calvin and Michelle. Or Calvin, yeah. Oh, Michelle. true, true, true. <laughs> and Rusty has been busy with his antics. Right, he's been all in on his KT pals, getting closer to Ben Bennett. So Evan's like, we're not waiting in this line. And so then he goes up to these girls and is like, do you, guys, do you ladies need someone to buy you drinks tonight? And kind of attaches the rest of the Omega Kai's to these women and gets in. Love it. Yeah, what would, you, what would you do if someone came up to you and said that? I think I would be like, sure. Yeah, I would take the free drinks. Yeah, I mean, if it's... I would suss it out. Yeah, right, I would suss economy. it out to make sure that they weren't like scary or anything. But yeah. <laughs> so Cappy is then taking like the timing of this episode is very strange because this is clearly <laughs> the next day i think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it's the next it's the next morning and cappy's taking a slow-mo jog on the beach and he has one of those t-shirts with like the drawn-on abs on them <laughs> like the fake body and he's running to the smoothie line and he's so out of breath by the time he gets there um, he says this shirt does not work <laughs> as if it's supposed to <laughs> automatically make him athletic and he goes up to Rusty and asks if Rusty had a rowdy night. And Rusty can't even get a word out because he's having an asthma flare-up. I know. I thought, okay, I didn't know where this was going. I was like, maybe the hotel they're staying in has, like, mold. Well, I would believe that. Or the 32-year-old bus. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I was, like, really just envisioning, like, there being more of a reason behind this. But I guess it was more just, like, stress-induced. I think it's the general anxiety, the gross accommodations, you know, a myriad of things. The sand fleas. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, thank God he didn't have his inhaler in his luggage. Yeah. <laughs> he had that it on lucky. his person. Yeah, that was really or maybe he went to CVS or something. That would have been a very different episode. Oh my god. Dark. Um, that's the HBO version. It's the crossover episode with Grey's Anatomy. Right. <laughs> so Rusty answers the phone and it's Casey who's like asking him if he's having fun. I believe that like Cappy just kind of gets a smoothie and leaves. He gets a smoothie, puts some liquor in it and leaves. Right. Ew. That sounds so gross, doesn't it? It doesn't sound good. He gets like a blueberry dream or something. <laughs> And so Rusty answers the phone. Casey's like, oh, are you having fun? And he's lying. He, and, but he can barely get through the sentence because of his asthma. And she's like, oh, is your asthma back? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, yes, it is. And she's right behind him and in line. And he basically admits that, like, spring break is not living up to the hype. And she says that's New Year's Eve syndrome, which I will co-sign that is such a true thing. New Year's Eve is always weird. 
Although recently I've been having such low expectations that if I have a little bit of fun. <laughs> That's the best way like, to do it. Yeah, yeah okay, I agree. Nice. I think New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'd say it's like the move is like make really make plans that are like very finite mm-hmm. and very chill, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I've never had like a life changing New Year's Eve as, as it's depicted in the media. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have, but it oh. wasn't depicted in the media. But I think like we'll have to save that story for the Patreon. Oh, okay. <laughs> life threatening New Year's Eve. Oh my God. <laughs> also for the Patreon. Yeah. Rusty's like, well, you know what? It can't get any worse. The worst is behind me. And Casey goes, are you wearing sunblock? Ooh. Yeah, so then Casey finds Ashley in their chairs on the beach. Like, Ashley has this perfect spot set up. Uh, She's looking for the hotness monster. But they're, like, in prime location to see all the hot guys on the beach. They're, like, right at the front. And then Rebecca and her squad, including Mandy, show up. And Rebecca's wearing this, like, really amazing, like, resort <laughs> hat that has, like, a flowing, like, ribbon. Oh, her beach fit is serving. It's so good. It's giving, like, yeah, it's giving, like, mom on, like, rich mom at, like, a Hawaiian vacation. It, it's, like, what I picture Kyle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wearing oh, to a pool party. Or, like, Meredith from, um... Meredith Blake? Meredith Blake from Parent Chat. Oh, it is very Meredith Blake. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. And so they sit... Well, they have, like, these, like, this, like, posse of, like, professional... I don't know, like, employees of the beach set up their spot for them, like, right in front of Casey and Ash. So this is where Casey also mentions that she had to sleep in the bathtub because of her. And, like, she's, like, upset that they're, you know, they took the prime location on the beach. But um, that's where Ashley also mentions Casey. She mentions to Casey, she's like, have you ever considered, you know, Rebecca might be threatened by you or, like, a little jealous of you? And Casey's like, really? Like, of me? What? This is the first time that thought has crossed her mind. Yeah, and that surprises me a little bit, but I guess she has been busy. And Ashley (laughs) also points out that she looked pretty chummy with Kathy the night before. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley's pretty... Ashley's definitely, like, very observant. Well, also, I feel like it's important to keep in mind that Ashley's kind of starting this secret friendship with Rebecca. Like... Oh, yeah. Casey isn't super aware of this, and we haven't seen a lot of it in recent episodes, but they're definitely okay. Like, Ashley and Rebecca seem to be, like, very much acquaintances, if not a little bit more friendly. Yeah. They're Cheezerito talks. Totally. Yeah, like, Ashley, I wouldn't say, isn't completely on one side or the other. Like, she definitely leans more Casey, but she's not, right. like, anti-Rebecca. And she's probably... I would, I would say she is firmly on Casey's yeah. side, but not anti-Rebecca. Yeah. And I guess you're, yeah, you're totally right. If, she, if they were drowning, she would save Casey. <laughs> she would. Right, and she wouldn't hesitate to answer that. But she would also, like, I feel like this is something Ashley does really well, is she's not afraid to, like, play devil's advocate with Casey or, like, show her the other side of things, which is important. Mm-hmm. And Casey's claiming she's over Cappy and drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's when this, like, I don't know who he is. I guess he works at the beach. He's like, sandcastle competition. And Casey's like... Ashley, let's go build a sandcastle because it was on her checklist to, like, do a contest. Oh, yeah. And she says, I'm not going to let this beach whale get me depressed. Is Rebecca supposed to be the beached whale? Yeah. 
What? Yeah, that kind of made me cringe a little bit. That, that's one of the most egregious forms of fat phobia we have seen on this season. I, that takes the cake, the finale. I, Rebecca, a beach boy. I mean, I can't even count all of the insane things they've said, like, fat phobic-wise. So I, I I, can't even draw a line saying that's the worst because I don't remember all of them. Purposefully, my brain has I, blocked them out. I think it's the most outrageous claim. In recent memory, yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's really bad. Regardless of Rebecca's size, like, why are we putting that comment in there? I know. I it's feel like... It's so unnecessary. We get it. Yeah. You guys don't like each other. It doesn't add anything. I feel like the media this time was like, if we're pitting a girl against a girl, it's it's going to come down to, like, body image. Like, yeah. that's going to be, like, the low-hanging fruit. And, yeah, it, it is low-hanging fruit. And at the same time, it's like, these girls have legitimate reasons to dislike each other. Let that be enough. Oh, what mm-hmm. a time. 2008. So, then we're on the wharf, and Evan and Calvin are walking around... And Evan's once again looking like incredibly preppy. Calvin's kind of just like feeling a bit mopey. He's like, you know, spring break isn't really my thing. He's really missing Michelle. <laughs> and Evan's really just trying to like encourage him to have fun. And you know, I'm kind of like on team Evan here. I'm like, Calvin, it's a week. Like you're in Myrtle Beach, go for a swim. Michelle will be there when you get back. I think I'd just be spending the week alone lounging. Yeah. I would honestly, like, I would try to be getting into Rebecca's posse because I would be like, okay, she's living large. I want to somehow, like, mooch off of this. Right. Evan suggests that they go to a gay bar where they have cages. (laughs) Yeah, Casey made him go there once. Yeah, he's like, didn't he say, like, freshman year, me (laughs) and Casey went... Sophomore. Sophomore year. Don't get it twisted. It was, I wonder if it was on the checklist. Oh my god. Yeah, because she heard they had cages you could dance in. Sounds like the checklist to me. Yeah, so he suggests that, and Calvin's not really into it, because Calvin's, like, also in a relationship, so, I mean, while it might be fun, like, he's not gonna, like, you know, try to meet someone or something. In a gay bar with Evan Chambers, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a no-fly zone. Oh, yeah, that would be painful. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just recovering from that thought. (laughs) But, so some girls, like, down below, they're playing beach volleyball, and they spot Evan. Obviously, Evan's super hot, so they're like, come play with us. (laughs) They're, like, 40. Yeah, they're much older. No hate, but... (laughs) No hate. I mean, like, it's totally fine, but, I mean, if you're you're 40 and you're, like, hanging out on, like, a predominantly, like, college spring break and, like, flirting with college students, that's maybe a little bit of hate. I, I think maybe a background check is in order. A background check is definitely in order. So one of the, I think one of the girls also says she thinks Calvin's cute. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Calvin like physically cringes in her face. <laughs> I know, which I, I thought was like hilarious. A full uh, body shudder. He is not into it. He's not even going to like pretend to be into it. And he's like, Calvin's like, you know, Evan, just go have fun. It's totally fine. I'll be good on my own. And that's when Calvin answers his phone and he's like, ah, Michelle. Yeah, why is he calling him Michelle now? I thought that was just us. Yeah. I think he was listening to the podcast. Oh, retroactively. <laughs> it we transcended also, time. It felt so weird. Like, he just like, it was almost like he was like, he took on like an Italian accent. Yeah, well, Calvin doesn't take French. So like, what's yeah. going on? Why like, is Ashley Michelle called, calling him? Ashley called Michael, Michael. When she introduced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has now become Michel. Mikey. I don't know. I guess t- some time has passed. Maybe, like, it's become, like, kind He's of, like, like, a cute... Uh, uh, je préfère Michel. Uh, Michel. 
It's also funny because like Michael, I mean maybe he's French, but he's he's definitely like American. Like it's not like he's French, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, right. Also, the fact that Evan still goes to play volleyball with them, but just goes alone, <laughs> is really bold. Kind of Evan sad. is also kind of having, like, Casey's having this carefree love life spring break, and Evan's having the darker, more sinister version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we cut to Rusty. He's, like, super, super sunburned. It looks so <laughs> painful, and... He's just, like, ready to leave Myrtle Beach. He's in line. He is, you He's know, in line for a bus. Yeah, he's in line for the bus. He told Cappy that he had an assignment, you know, and uh, Cappy's not really buying it, but he gives him a tube of aloe for his sunburn, mm-hmm. and that's when Rusty notices who else is in line but Calvin, his, you know, apparently arch nemesis. <laughs> his alleged. frenemy. Yeah, his friend and me for this up. And then we're back at the beach. Rebecca is lounging. She's, like, living her best life. She gets a call from the Washington Post. And she immediately, like, hangs up. And she's like, I don't need a subscription. And then they call her again. And she's like, can you leave me alone? I'm a college student. Like, I really don't need this subscription. And then it, the guy on the phone says, like, I'm a reporter. I'm asking for a quote or something. He goes, this isn't about a subscription. Yeah, and she, we don't really know what he told her, but we we take it that it's maybe something serious. Right. So Casey is just healing her inner child. She's like building a sandcastle. It's super cute. It's like a mermaid. And that's when Ashley spots the hotness monster in the distance. And she just like, you know, Casey's like, gotta go after him. And, um... How Ashley doesn't catch him, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, what does she fall in the sand? Yeah, he's not that far away. But she, you know, she chases him, which leaves Casey alone. And Cappy then, you know, he runs over and he basically just like, you know, pummels over their sandcastle and destroys it. Then Cappy's like, you know, like, I can help you with the castle since like I I messed it up. He said that he's free because Rebecca scheduled a banana boat ride. No, he's free. She said, oh, well, you don't have anything scheduled with Rebecca. And he's like, oh, I'm free until later this afternoon when she scheduled a banana boat ride. Sounds fun. I know. Like, how thoughtful of Rebecca. She's, like, actually making... She's... I really... What I like about Rebecca in this episode, she's taking initiative. Like, she's, like, planning things. Yeah. And probably paying for them. And Casey kind of starts to give Cappy shit. And then he's like, uh, you also went on one freshman year. So, at least he kind of, kind of, kind of stood up for Rebecca for one second. Yeah. And he's happy that Casey's, like you know, relaxed. And Casey, like, is honestly at her most relaxed this app, I would say. And that's where, okay, this scene, it kind of caught me off guard. It was a bit jarring. Like, all of a sudden, we get a close-up of Rebecca, and she is looking at Casey and Cappy, and there's tears in her eyes. We're not quite sure why, because it's, you know, obviously she's upset that Cappy's talking to Casey, but it definitely seems like there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. And then um, she, like, puts on her sunglasses, she covers up the tears, and kind of, like, starts walking very briskly away. But Cappy notices and, like, runs over to talk to her. And she's very much like, you know, it's nothing. Like, I'm fine. I'm going to go take a nap. And he's like, Rebecca, like, what's going on? Are you okay? And she's like, why wouldn't I be? I think there was still probably more Cappy could have done here. She says she wants to be alone, though. That's true. And that is kind of, like, he should respect that. 
But yeah. he clearly knows something's not right. Like, he isn't like, oh, cool, okay, bye. I mean, it was a rock and a hard place, because she was obviously going there to talk to him, and then she sees him with Casey. So, like, she did want to share at some point. I don't know. I know. That one's... Who's to say what more he could have done, but it's definitely really sad to watch. Also, you just get the feeling that, like, Rebecca's so used to bottling up her emotions and, like, putting on a happy face, because she just puts her sunglasses back on and, like, smiles. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you, it really is hard to tell what's going on. Like, as a viewer, I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. We then cut to the bus, and Rusty and Calvin are sitting really far away from each other, and then the bus just kind of stops, and it's just as Rusty was honestly getting, about to get up and talk to Calvin, but then it's like, the bus basically broke down, and another one won't be coming for, like, six hours or so. Nightmare. That sounds unbearable. And they're just, like, in the middle of... I don't even know where they would be. Like, the Carolinas, I guess. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in the South. Yeah. Mason-Dixon. And not to be sympathetic to Rusty, but, like, you're out there in what I can only imagine is, like, muggy heat. that sunburnt. <gasps> oh, my God. That would be so painful. In dirty clothes. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And Calvin tells Rusty, you know, he's like... He, he's once again pretty icy, but he's like, I'm going to go find, you know, a town car. And he kind of walks off into the dark. He's like, going to go rent a car to get home. And Rusty asks, you know, like, should I go with you? And Calvin's kind of like, do whatever you want. Um, but Rusty goes and follows him. So then um, we're at this, like, huge concert. We're back in Myrtle Beach. There's this, like, rock and roll show happening this really uncomfortable scene. Uh, I didn't like this at all. There's like two identical twins and they're both into Evan and like each of them kisses Evan. Well, he's been like buying them drinks and they're like, how do we repay you? Yeah. Yeah. So this is when Franny pops back up and she's once again by herself. Um, (laughs) Just like in the crowd. I'm like, whoa, Franny's an independent queen. He's going to get them drinks, the twins. Oh, that's right. He's going, he's like leaves the twins after he's made out with both of them. That was so, so disturbing. And then he's walking through the crowd and Franny's literally standing there alone, bobbing to the rock show. She's Miss miss Independent, (laughs) Miss Self-Sufficient. And she seems like she's really trying to play it cool. Yeah, and then he even asks her, you know, like, hey, do you want to come out? Because he sees she's clearly by herself. (laughs) Hey, weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, you know, uh, no, I don't. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and she's like... He thinks it's kind of weird, too. He thinks it's weird, but he's intrigued, and so am I. Like, I'm also like, how is she so okay being by herself? I would be so offended if I saw a friend or acquaintance... (laughs) Hanging out alone at a venue like that, and I was like, "Hey, why don't you come hang out with us?" And they're like, "No." You're like, "It's better that you just stand here alone." She's like, "I'm better off alone, actually." (laughs) It'd be one thing. I kind of wish they had written in a line here, being like, "No, I'm like a huge fan of this band. Like, I kind of just want to like zen out to the music." But they didn't. I love Chad Stewart. (laughs) Oh my god, that would have been so funny if Chad was playing in Myrtle Beach. Oh my god. That's his comeback tour. That would have actually, that would have tied that together nicely. But, yeah, so she's she's gonna keep chilling. She just kind of keeps, like, <laughs> dancing on her she's, own. She's, like, kind of ignoring him. Like, she's just looking forward. She doesn't even look at him. She's just eyes fixed on the band. Long game, baby. Long game. <laughs> yeah, she's playing the long game super well. Honestly, I admire it. A lot of self-control. 
And then we're back at the rental car, which is looking pretty bleak. It's like this little rental car office in the middle of nowhere. And Calvin can't rent a car because he's not 21 yet. And he's like, I, so I can serve for my, I can die for my country, mm-hmm. but I can't rent a car. And she's like, you don't even know the amount of times I've heard that. As if she's in charge of it. Like, Calvin, read the room. <laughs> As if she's in charge of the law. They really took a gamble walking, like, however many miles to a random town hoping there was a rental car. I'm like, there, there's got to be a town up here. I'm With a rental car. found that, yeah. Yeah, like, they didn't have Apple Maps or That anything. would really destroy me if you did actually find a rental car place and then got that news. Yeah. But then Rusty's like, no worries, I have my ID. It's the Chad Stewart ID, of course. And... You know, she is not buying it. She even confiscates it and, like, destroys it. She goes, what color are your eyes? And he doesn't know. For how much he studied about Chad Stewart, you don't know the color of the guy's eyes. Pathetic. (laughs) And she says, there's no way you're 24. And when she confiscates it, he says, good, it's cursed. (laughs) Honestly, it kind of is. Like, it's probably for the best. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. take it. Can I point out a plot hole? Avi. Do we remember when Rusty was Rebecca's um, assistant? Yes. yes. And he said to Rebecca when she ordered the latte that he had a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. <gasps> You're right. How come this man can't memorize the ID of Chad Stewart? But we already knew. It was a lie. I that feel like. He didn't have a photographic memory. I do <laughs> believe that some people have photographic memories, and I also believe there are people who say they have photographic memories who just have like a complex about it. And he's clearly the latter because he didn't memorize the fake test or the test answers he got, and he didn't memorize Chad Stewart's ID. So. Wait, do you think people who have photographic memories are the same people who don't think in words, but just think in, like, abstract thoughts? Is that a thing? Or they think in music. Yeah. Do you think... Oh, my God. Rusty thinks in music. Okay, someone told me that's how... Someone, okay, this might be true, and I am a Lord fan, but someone was like, Lord just thinks in music. Okay. I don't know about that. I was like, I think I want to talk to her well, about that. Well, I feel that. like people get, like, synthesia or whatever yeah. it's called confused with that. With, like, just thinking only in music. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the quote was, but I, I'm curious to her- learn more about that. Lord, if you're listening. Lord, if you're listening, we're fans. It. Yeah. Um. So that's when Calvin is basically, like, you know, we shouldn't have left the bus. And he's, I think Calvin's taking a little bit of responsibility here. No, no, no. Rusty says we shouldn't have left the bus. And Calvin goes, you didn't have to come. He's taking no responsibility. Oh, that's true. No, at first, though, Calvin does. He's like, oh, like, this is my fault for leaving. And mm. he was like, and then Rusty gets annoyed. And he's like, all right. Uh, like, you didn't have to follow me. Yeah. Yeah. They have this, yeah. Like, weird little tiff. And Rusty says he's going to find his own way home. Yeah, so um, we're curious what that will be, and we'll find out shortly. But back at the concert, you know, the rock concert's happening, and uh, Ashley has enlisted Casey and the other ZBZs to help find the hotness monster. And Cappy is at the concert when... Wait, but she sends around a picture that she tried to take of him, and... Oh my god, yeah. Casey's like, this is just a blob. She goes, a hot blob. Mm -hmm. It's such a funny picture. It's like literally just a blur. (laughs) It's like a blur of color. She's all in. Yeah. And um, so Cappy finds Casey, of course. And, you know, Casey's kind of like flirtatiously like, have you seen the blob? I don't think she's trying to be flirtatious, but some, for some reason, whenever she's talking to him, it just kind of comes across that way. I I think she's drunk. 
too. That could be it. But too. they also just have good chemistry. They really do. Yeah, and Cappy's like a little concerned. He's like, you know, Rebecca missed the banana boat. I'm not really sure where she is. So at this point, we've established like we don't know where Rebecca is. Mm-hmm. And that's when the MC announces the wet T-shirt contestants, and we all kind of just like clench. Like I clenched here. Yeah. Yeah. And. And like. That's when it that gets Cappy's attention too, and he's like, "Oh, well, maybe I'll take a break from looking for Rebecca and like, because he's so excited to like see the wet T-shirt contest." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like excited to enjoy it, and then, to Cappy's horror, you know, we go up to the front. Casey and Cappy get really close to the front, and who else walks on the stage but Rebecca Logan, and she's clearly like wasted and you know, out of her wits. And she's also wearing her ZBZ letters, which is a big no-no. Huge faux pas. <laughs> Maybe the most concerning thing about this scene. Just kidding. Um, I think well, both cannot believe their eyes. Yeah, and he's, like, going up to Rebecca, and she's trying to take her bra off. Yeah, and I think she actually does, and she gives it... There, there's this really creepy guy next to Cappy and Casey in this scene. Right. And he's, like, really, like, egging Rebecca on. He's, like, trying to get a picture of her with her shirt off. Ew. It's very creepy, and anytime Cappy is, like, telling Rebecca to put her shirt... You know, to, like, keep her shirt on, the guy just kind of, like, fights Cappy. He's, like, heckling. Yeah, it's so awkward, and Rebecca's so wasted, and she's also, like... She says in this moment that Cappy is beneath her and can't get over her. Because he says, like, Rebecca, this is beneath you. And she goes, you know who's beneath me? You. Yeah. And she's like, you can't get over Casey, you know, your ex-girlfriend. Of course, Casey's standing right there. And Casey's like, don't bring me into this. And then Rebecca's like, you've always been a part of this. That was, oof. Yeah, that was deep. A deep cut, if you will. So Cappy then tells her to stop acting like a spoiled little daddy's girl. Burn. You know, who didn't get her way. That is pretty... Ugh, that that line was harsh. And then given the context of why she's upset, obviously he doesn't know. But him calling her a spoiled daddy's girl, as we know, like, something has clearly happened with her dad. It just fuels the fire. Right. And that's when she breaks up with him on the spot and just gets off the stage. Consider this our spring breakup, she says. She's not too drunk to uh, make that little fun pun. I know. Rebecca will always have good puns, regardless of the the circumstances. And this is when I notice, as she storms off the stage, that Mandy has been there on the sideline the entire time. I noticed that, too. Yes. I noticed that, too. I was like, like, did Mandy just let her go on there? Yes. Mandy's a terrible friend. But Mandy, I think, is very much like, I want Rebecca to like me. So I want Rebecca to like yeah. yeah. everything. Or I have another theory, and I don't know if we'll ever, ever be able to prove this or not, but I wonder if there was a cut scene where she's, like, telling her not to get on stage. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I also just buy into, like, Mandy being, like, a full-on guest man. And, yeah. like, wanting to make sure her gravy train doesn't stop. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And then that guy punches Cappy in the face because he's mad that he made Rebecca get off the stage. I know. he. This guy is insane. Like, that... Men are not okay. Men are not okay. Starting with that guy. Now Evan is leaving whatever club concert he was in, um, and his brothers are talking about going to another bar, and he's like, I cannot keep going. And then Franny appears out of nowhere Again. and says, should we go raid a vending machine? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> the thing is, 
Franny still looks good. Like, yeah. she does look good. And also, Evan's, like, little frat bro friends at this time are, like, congrats. They're, like, wow, you're really on a roll. They're, like, wow, Chambers, you've really been on a roll this spring break. Like, presumably for hooking up with a bunch of girls or something. And yeah. And Franny literally materializes. Yeah. Franny's kind of been, like, encouraging that the whole time, too. She's, like, Evan Chambers in your Chambers ways. You it's know, she's really weird. I also like get the idea that she hasn't had a drop to drink this whole time because oh, she no. wants to keep every wit about her. She seems very sober. <laughs> she's just been like following Evan and his friends around like ten paces behind them, like so calculated and so weird. It it's very odd. So they run off, and then who comes to Calvin and Rusty's? rescue but good old Dale he's driving him back to CRU and um, Rusty's kind of apologetic about it and he's saying it's fine because his mom developed a hunting range (laughs) ego so he's happy to kind of be out of that toxic situation and it's just like awkward and Dale says if anyone's hungry he has turkey jerky in the trunk and (laughs) Rusty goes did you kill it and he goes does it matter? Because <laughs> first Dale is trying to get the guys to open up. Like first he's like, so does anyone want to tell their side of the story? And both of them are silent. Like Rusty and Calvin aren't budging. Calvin is fully diagonal in the back seat. Like they have no interest in talking it out. Yeah. And so they pull over and Calvin looks in the trunk and says he doesn't see anything. And Dale's like, Rusty, go help him. And so he goes out and he does a classic lock the car doors and he says they're not coming back in until they can work out their issues. Um, Love a forced therapized session on the (laughs) side of the highway. Now Casey and Cappy are walking on the beach. He's kind of nursing his black eye that he got um, at the wet t-shirt contest. And he's just like, I don't want to talk about the Rebecca stuff. And Casey's being very happy-go-lucky. She's trying to keep the spirits up. And, oh, this is where we find out Cappy's switching his major from anatomy (laughs) because it it wasn't as hands-on as he expected. Oh, my God. And he does say this one line. And this line made me, it sent chills up my spine because it was actually so true. He was like, we have to enjoy this time now before we get into like for or she says something like I think Casey actually says it like before we get into like 40 hour work weeks mm-hmm. and he goes 40 and he like laughs and he's like don't you mean 80 and I was like that's too real yeah also but what's Kathy gonna do for 80 hours a week I know. Well, she, like, apologizes for ever having judged Kathy for not having a plan and is basically, like, admitting that that was wrong. And he cannot believe how carefree that she, like, she's being. Like, he's, like, can't believe this 180-degree difference, like, in her personality. And he says he feels like he's in a tampon commercial. Um, she's saying that she feels like she's staring into the vast, empty ocean. That's her future. And she says this while she's, like, perched up on a rock. And then Cappy hops up there with her, and then he hops down. And then she, like, puts her arms on his shoulder to for him to help her down. And it just kind of tumbles right into a, a little kiss. That was so hot. I loved that. Um, they just have such good chemistry. Even, like, a little kiss. They just have good but chemistry. But it's immediately awkward then. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. don't say anything, and they just walk away together in silence 
It's awkward, but at the same time, like, you can tell both of them wanted it to happen, but they don't know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. And And it probably was, like, nostalgic in a way. Yeah. Well, I think Casey is really trying to be, like, I have no ties, you know? And then, obviously... Even though she said no ex-boyfriend. Right. Specifically no Cappy, either. And I kind of wish we had gotten this first, like, rekindling kiss at a different moment. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I wish it was in a less drunken, less, like, broken up, but clearly not actually broken up. Right. Like, Ooh, yeah. Unresolved know. with Rebecca. Like, I don't like that. I'm, like, hurt for Rebecca in this scene. Yeah, and right. also if I were Casey, I, I would feel kind of used, even though she went for it, and it's really not like that, but, yeah. like, in this, like, hurt moment, I don't know. Yeah, I it's weird. It. It's not the best feeling. Like, it's a hot kiss, but you kind of leave it feeling, like, just as awkward as them. Yeah, like, right. I just wish the circumstances were different. Agree. Yeah. So, Dale still won't unlock the doors, and <laughs> Calvin says at least turn off that music and it's like some like depressing country christian song and rusty's saying he is upset because he knew the words <laughs> so we get the feeling that dale plays this in the dorm a lot then calvin says he never called him because after all of the prank stuff because he made him feel like the bad guy for going back to his frat which is so true like Rusty really villainized him and made it about himself by saying you're choosing Evan where it's like no he's choosing the frat that he's been pledging for an entire school year it's really not about you um and he's saying you know I went back to Evan who has yet to let me down and then Rusty kind of throws in his yeah. face that he's the first person that he came out to at CRU as if like, Evan matters. yeah as if Evan took it poorly he didn't at all so what is the point of this yeah. yeah, I don't love that. Evan wanted to go dance in cages at a gay bar. Yeah, Rusty has yet so to ally. even offer that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like he, that he's holding that over him. Of course like, he is. It's Rusty. Of yeah. course. And because also it really taints that original scene when Rusty handled that coming out so what I thought mm-hmm. was graceful and like yeah. really empathetic and kind. And then saying this here just kind of take some of that away. Totally. I thought the same thing. And it's a shame. Um, And then Dale says, (laughs) this line, he says they need to stop putting their houses before everything else in your life, before your schoolwork, before your roommate, Mm -hmm. before each other. And it's, it's true. And it's also like, Dale wants friendship. (laughs) Dale feels like he's on the back burner. And he's still a really good friend to Rusty. He's driving him home from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, and, like, who knows where Dale had to drive from. Like, it wasn't clear he was still in Ohio, even. So, like... Yeah. Right. Like, it must be the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, and so then they have a group hug, and Dale gets in on it, and he says, the three musketeers are back. I love this little trio. I know. Cuteness. I didn't even really realize they had been... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Dale was really ever hugely a part of the friendship. But, but I'm glad he is now. I'm glad yeah. he's inserting himself. Yeah, as problematic as Dale is, I really do love him. And he is the consistently the only character that ever calls Rusty out or forces him to like face the mistakes that he's made. Yeah. Yeah, he also would be a good couples therapist. 
<laughs> in the reboot. He just locks them in a room and says, deal. Wouldn't that be kind of funny if that was his profession in the reboot? He does that at a church. So we're back on the beach, some big beach party, and Ashley is tethered to Betsy, who is blacked again. And then she does a huge no-no and Uh, leaves Betsy alone at a lifeguard stand so she can search for the hotness monster on her own. And she vomits immediately, just like she did at the KT house when Casey dropped her there. Um, but bad move, Ash. Not a sisterly yeah, thing to do. I'm worried about Betsy. Are y'all worried about yeah. her? Betsy has a story arc. A, a light, light story arc. We get an idea that... Oh, she comes back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. This is why... Yeah, but it wouldn't be surprising to think she gets kidnapped this night and never makes it back to the ZVZ. I know. I mean, I'm surprised she made it out of the bush. Remember the last oh, we saw of her... The last we saw of her, Casey pushed her into a bush because Ryan Prince came up. Oh my god, I am worried about this. <laughs> and this is why I say that Myrtle Beach Spring Break is more dangerous than... Turkey right. hunting. If you're Betsy, for sure. If you're Betsy, absolutely. So Ashley sees Hotness Monster and she's trying to get his attention. They're like just missing each other in the crowd. And then she picks up his flip-flop that has the can opener on it i guess he's missing a shoe a real cinderella moment and they just miss each other ships passing in the night um, yeah that was so fun it was so campy like i loved that yeah yeah because he pops back up like as if he's been looking for the shoe kind of yeah oh and isn't this part where we also see him put on a cru hat yeah so then oh. we know we're gonna see him right but she doesn't see that right now, Cappy and Casey are, are walk into the lobby of the yacht house, and <laughs> they hear on the news that Senator Logan was implicated in a high-end prostitution ring scandal. Well, first he, like, is about to ask Casey something, and she thinks he's asking her to, like, to go back to her room or something. Oh, And then he says, no, like, let's go get breakfast. And she goes, okay, I'm just going to get my purse. And it seems like they're, like, going to go on, like, kind of an impromptu casual date. Yeah, it's also funny when he starts to suggest that and Casey thinks, like, he's inviting her to the bedroom. She's like, I'm also sharing a room with, like, 20 people. Yeah, but then the whoever was behind the front desk, their mini-TV is what is saying that Senator Logan has been implicated in a sweep of a high-end prostitution ring. Dark. Very dark. And Cappy says he has to go, and... Casey's very much like, yeah, Rebecca needs you right now. So he leaves. And then we see on Casey's list, the only thing left is skinny dipping. And the wheels start turning. Yeah. And they kind of like say like, oh, the kiss, it's nothing. Yeah. She's like, it's no big deal. It was just something else like on my checklist. So she kind of brushes it aside and gives him like, I think like the moral clarity to be able to go back to Rebecca by like downplaying it kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now Franny and Evan are Uh. (laughs) eating their uh, vending machine buffet and they're just giggling and Evan says he feels like she's been blowing him off the past couple days. (laughs) And, And Franny's just like weird about it and she's like, sorry things didn't work out with you and Casey. And he says, I'm not. And then he goes in um, to make a move on her, um, and she kind of, like, 
pulls back and says she doesn't want to be another notch in the beach belt. (laughs) And then he is like persistent and she says, are you doing this because you want to be with me or because you want to get back at Casey? And he thinks about it and says, both. Mm-hmm. And then he says, are you doing this because you want to be with me or, or because you want to be with Evan Chambers? And she says, both. Um, okay. Just, I guess matching the energy. Just how you want to start a relationship, right? Right. Appar- how else would Franny start one? It feels so political. It's so cursed. It's very cursed, very political. Um, so I guess they're kind of like together now Seemingly. going into season two um, see you at Sirius campus so now Cappy walks into Rebecca's room where she's um, kind of asleep kind of not um, and then she wakes up and she's really sad and she says you know I didn't even get a call from my dad I found out from a reporter and it's really sad it's mm-hmm. a really like a terrible thing for somebody to go through, let alone somebody who's 18 or 19. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't imagine. Yeah. That's awful. And that's also, like, it's not even, like, a cheating scandal. Like, a prostitution ring scandal is pretty upsetting. Yeah, there's stuff. legal implications. Yeah. Like, her yeah. dad could go to jail. Yeah. yeah. And he's definitely going to lose his, like, senatorial seat. Like, And, like, it's just, like, she'll have to live with that, like, embarrassment. Right, it's one thing for her to know that he cheats on her mom and to keep it to herself and, like, be, like, upset by that, but then it's another thing for everyone to know. And her life's reputation to now be affected. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just, like, gets into bed, like, with her, Cappy. It's really sweet. He just gets, like, under the covers with her. It was sad. Yeah. Casey is sitting on the beach, kind of watching the sun rise a little bit, and Ashley joins her. So cute. Um, And she's still holding the (laughs) flip-flop. And she's asking Casey about her night, and Casey starts to tell her the story of Cappy. And she says, you know what? I'm not going to tell it. You've heard this a million times. Um, And Ash pretty much knows what she means. And she says... No matter what, they'll remember this moment forever. Mm-hmm. And they're so cute. I love them so much. And then Casey says, you know what would make it more memorable? Yeah. If we were naked. And we close out the season with queer coding. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Wrap it up like a bow. And then they go skinny dipping in the ocean. And then these two spring break pervs. Come along and say like naked tricks and steal their clothes, and that is a wrap on season one. Wow, yeah. you guys, it was a good episode! Good episode, such a good way to end the season. It set a lot up for next season. I feel like mm-hmm. we're gonna get the Evan Franny collab, <laughs> evil collab. They're gonna bring out the absolute worst in one another. I'm certain of it. Yes, any other predictions? Um, well, especially I, from you guys, you haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm hoping for like a Re- Rebecca to have like a like. I'm hoping for good things for her in season two, just because she ended it on such a low note in season one. Right. I'm sad for her. Yeah, I'm rooting for just a completely new guy for Casey, and not a Shane. Mm. Yeah, and I also want I want Rusty to change. <laughs> oh my god, if we could have one wish 
they recast. Starlight, well, they just they just write him out. The, he's literally like the the lead role. We come back second season. It's like, what do you mean Dale's never had a roommate? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the actor. He's Dale great. Cartwright. The actor yeah, is fine. It's the no, writing. No, no hate at all. It's it's Rusty himself. It's the character. Um, well, you know what? He could change. He's gonna get initiated eventually. Yeah. I mean, freshman year of college, I would say like. People are usually at like a very odd, cringy state in their life, like oh, first yeah. semester freshman year, or even second semester. I was incorrigible. Oh, all of me through college. I don't even think of that as me. <laughs> no, honestly, it's an out of body experience. I I can't be held responsible for anything I did or said. And do you know what? While it was happening, I remember people like I distinctly remember thinking, people say college is the best four years of your life. But this is the best four years of my life. I'm gonna be pretty pissed. And I was. Right, that it was not even no, close to the best no. players in my life. <laughs> Maybe even the worst. What? Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe we hate uh, on Rusty so much because we see ourselves and our worst parts of ourselves in him. I don't think that. <laughs> but I do like that you're giving him. I do like that you're you're trying. <laughs> Winners. Winners. Uh, you know what? But despite like put kissing Cappy aside Casey like she lived her best life this spring break yeah, yeah. she's a good winner what about you Thomas yeah I want to say I really just think the only person I can say is either Casey because for living her truth this up or maybe Ashley for like just kind of setting a goal and finding that flip-flop and she's like not giving up setting a goal and finding that flip-flop um, fixating queen yeah. <laughs> my winner I'm gonna say Cappy even though I don't mm. love that he kissed Casey right but I think he really was trying to be a supportive actually you know what now I'm remembering him yeah. making fun of the walk in the beginning of the episode and that really pissed me off yeah uh, scratch that I think my winner is Dale Okay, yes. For coming to the rescue and for helping make amends between Calvin and Rusty. Yeah, that needed to happen. A A feud we didn't even know was going on. Yeah, feud. Somebody called Ryan Murphy. Why? Because remember Feud, that show? Do you remember that was a thing? No. Did y'all ever watch Sorry Feud? Sorry for reacting like you were talking <laughs> no. about, but I'm just always pro-Call Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Call Ryan Murphy to rewrite the um, spinoff of Greek. Ryan. That would be oh weird. Oh my god, the dark. Uh, um, American Horror Stories, Greek. <laughs> okay, losers. I'm going to say this, and it's just because of the Betsy thing. I, yeah. I'm going to say Ashley, because that is... Mm. That I was going to say Ashley. Foul. I know. Leaving Damn. Betsy drunk alone in the crowd. Yeah, that was dangerous. Uh, I just, I think my loser... I think it's maybe a tie between Rusty and Calvin, just because mm-hmm. they, they didn't even really give Spring Break a chance. Yeah, yeah I feel, they really didn't. I feel like Calvin <laughs> even more so. Like, Rusty had more reasons to leave. That was like a third-degree burn, to be honest. And he had no <laughs> luggage. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh. And, like, whose clothes are you going to borrow? I Not to, like, cheaper. understand one of his choices, but he had no luggage. He, he was had, like, a bad. medical... He had, like, a medical issue. Yeah, he was allergic to Middle Beach. Yeah. <laughs> And he was approaching Calvin on the bus to mm-hmm. reconcile. Yeah. He was also the one when they got out of the car that started the conversation first. Like, yeah. So, and by. to come with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think. I'm Calvin. Gonna, yeah. 
I'm gonna give Rusty and Calvin a tie for loser because mm. I don't think Calvin fully deserves loser title. But I do feel like Calvin might be kind of like maybe losing himself a bit in the Michelle yeah. relationship. I kind of I'm hoping for more for Calvin season two. Yeah, that's what I was saying last episode. Like, I really feel like he, we, I, I want to see him be his own person mm-hmm. more and just like really lean into what he wants and hang out with the people who he wants to hang out with and not not call your best friend because you're mad about yeah. a prank war that has nothing to do with you guys and yeah oh, but they're the two best houses Aaron lest we forget and Rusty did follow Calvin not only because he wanted to get home but he does claim that he wanted to protect him yeah I don't know they it, I'm not surprised by Rusty's actions this episode but I was a little bit surprised by Calvin yeah, I, I start Calvin started the season so strong for me and finished it like just in a place where yeah, I want him to find himself a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think that's not uncommon to get to the end of your freshman year and kind yeah. of not really know who you are. Like it's yeah. like how when you are like reorganizing a room and you have to take everything out and you're like, Oh my god, it looks way messier than when I began and it's like, Well, yeah. you have to make it messy. To make it better. Almost, what a lovely analogy. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like starting sophomore year, or like finishing freshman year, you almost start in even an even more state of disarray than when you started, you know? Yeah. You're like kind of jaded a little bit. You have this kind of like superiority complex going. And you're drinking like a Smirnoff raspberry and Diet Coke every night before you go to bed. <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh yeah, I don't know about this Well, yeah, if I started rearranging the room freshman year sophomore year I blew up the entire house (laughs) (laughs) you lit it on fire yeah and moved (laughs) um my loser I think it's Franny I don't or maybe even Evan they're, they're just... I just hate them more together. More weirdos than losers. <laughs> I hate yeah, them just together. Like, what? I just, like... Franny is so calculated. And, like, Evan, I do feel, has this, like, kind of pure side to him, but he has evil tendencies. Like, he's easily manipulated in a way. Or he lets his emotions yeah. get the best of him, maybe. I don't really know what it is. But I don't think he wants to be bad. But yeah. With Franny, he will be bad. She'll bring out the worst in him for sure, but I'm kind of excited to see it. Also, I'm realizing that kind of what's making me feel so weird about Franny, like Mm. in the beginning it was like, oh, this girl's a bully and so intense, but like a queen bee, like I get it. Right. But now she's still acting like that with like no posse. And it's kind of strange because it's like (laughs) you just enjoy being conniving and manipulative in your like... Yeah. individual right. life and, and she, you're not doing it for show or to gain yeah. power or in a way the Evan thing is some kind right. of power play but like it's and, very strange and Franny has no we don't get any Franny backstory really we get like wow. a light plight of her like being dethroned and like maybe feel some empathy like with that but we don't know anything about her whereas with like Rebecca you know, when she gets knocked down a few pigs, we see her kind of reeling and we see like this interpersonal kind of turmoil. Brandy, we don't get any of that. We just see this like very calculated, very like conniving and kind of scary person. Yeah. And she did have one of the strangest arcs this season. For sure. 
Like, we really yeah. saw her go through a lot of different I mean, stages. Think of the first episode when we meet Franny. Like you said, Erin, she's on top. Like, yeah. she's commanding the ZBZs. They're all prepping for the like first rush party. Like, yeah. it's totally different. And now you see her, like, making out with Evan over some vending machine food. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Does anyone want to say, like, what their favorite episode was? Ooh, I gotta think. Of season one? Ugh. I'll go with the obvious. I love the flashback episode. Yeah. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, that one's really good. good. One. Really good one. I also loved the Great Gatsby one. Great oh Gatsby. my god, yeah, that was really good too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I would go flashback. The pilot is also just like a classic to me. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I feel like it's fun. Like, there's something fun about it because it's just everybody like introducing themselves. Right. I like um, the episode where Rusty cat called Casey accidentally and said nice taillights. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, I, I changed my mind a little bit. I also okay. love the scary episode. Yeah. Spookiest Max. We just name all of them. <laughs> yeah, we just All named, 22. I love the floor hockey one. Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. I didn't like that one as much. Wow. What a... What a journey it's been. What a fun romp. What a fun romp. Thanks. Well, should we yeah. do the real sign-off? Yes, yes, let's do the real sign-off. And everyone, you know, tune in next week. We won't be recapping an episode, but we have a very, very special episode. You're not going to want to miss her. Her? Ooh. Dropping ooh, hints. If you've hints. made it this far, if you've listened this long. If you're still listening, you deserve a hint. Yeah, you deserve a hint. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this fond romp down memory lane. Love you. Love hey. you. Loves ya. Bye.